I need the old. I need the every hour. I need thee. Can we go old school for a minute? Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to to thee. I need the old. I need thee. Anybody need them this morning? Bless free I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to, to thee. Let the church say yes, 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 yes. With your manuals of life, Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 3. Also, we want to remind you that today at, after 11 o'clock service, the seniors will be having their uh, program in the uh, fellowship hall. So we invite all seniors to go and be a part of that. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 3. If you have it, say amen. amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. We have room for you. Amen. And it reads, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Our God and Father, we thank you for this day. It's preaching time. Songs have been sung, gifts have been given. Now, God, we ask that you would be a gracious God, that you would be a God that always been giving and share yet some crumbs from the master's table. Feed us, O oh Lord, that we would want no more. And Lord, we pray that you would use us in a mighty way. Let me decrease. You increase in me. Hide me behind the throne. Let them see your image upon me. Hear your voice through me. Lord, I pray that something is said that will disrupt stony ground and fall on fertile soil. So let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, I, I praise you, give you all glory and adoration because you're my strength. And Lord, I love you because you're my redeemer. 
And the household of faith said, Amen. Amen. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, um, verse 3, if you would help me to have an adult conversation on the subject or topic, exposing character to grow. Exposing character to grow. There is no need for no parental discretion to be advised. Uh, but we all are children of God. So we, we are here to discuss exposing character to grow. In today's society, we know the common thought has been and continue to be duplicated that every man for himself. You get yours. I'll get mine. That concept has even taken the church by storm. And yet the church has not duplicated what the Lord was all about. See, what we need to understand, my brothers and sisters, is that uh, though we think that God was for himself, he was for all of us. He was so much for all of us that the Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten. In the original writing, the Greek uh, word gave his only unique son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the unique thing about him uh, giving us his child was that he gave him to us unselfishly that we can reap the benefits through his son, that we can be better and become greater. This tells me that his character was about giving and promotion for all mankind. Now, when we talk about character, it gives the qualities that distinguish a person because we do know that we all can give, but we all can help with promotion of others as well. But the question is, and the posing question that I ask you today, True Spirit, is that uh, are we showing good character today as men and women of God? Uh, what do we give to where we're not expecting a return? Are we helping others expecting to be uplifted and praised because of what you've done or what you were able to bless somebody with? I mean, the other question I have is, have you been a promoter of others or are you demoting others because of who they are? Uh, the question has to come out because we're living in a time that if your character is not exposed, the church cannot grow. Let, let me say that again. If you are not exposed for who you really are in today's society, in this new generation of 21st century, new millenniums, guess what? The church cannot grow. And most importantly, drastically and sarcastically, if you want to take it, you can't grow. But the question is, are you promoting or are you demoting? Might I suggest if you looked at Revelation chapter 2, where the Lord tells us that he has something against us, that we have left our first love and that we have left the Lord. And the question I have to ask us again is, have we left the Lord? Have we turned away 
and went away from the, the things that God wants us and asks of us to be so that we can be better in Christ and better within ourselves. Because if you left the Lord, the characteristics is that nine times out of ten you are against the Lord. Because the Bible says anything that's not righteous is wicked. And so therefore we know that we all have some wicked ways. Y'all talk back to me this early morning. I mean, it, it actually, we ask the Lord to forgive us of our transgressions and, and blot out our iniquities. Iniquities meaning wickedness. And we know that we all can disturb up some wickedness when two things take place. We don't get our way or confrontation comes. Y'all help me this morning. And, and so the question is, have we left the Lord uh, uh, because of, of, of where your years of service or have you left the Lord based upon the position that you hold? Here Paul, the prisoner of God, gives a, a voice of urgency to the people of Ephesus. The church with many ethnic and cultural backgrounds. But also he, he talks to the church that's been held at a high esteem. To let it be the one that would be under judgment based upon the actions which they have persistently displayed. Are we the church that, that has been held to a high esteem, but yet we're preparing for judgment day upon, based upon our actions and that the things that we do not show with one another? I mean, because you could tell me you love me right now, but talk about me tonight. You can tell me you'll help me, but when I call on you, you ignore me when I call you. As a matter of fact, sometimes we've taken so much uh, energy and burned so much time worrying about what others are doing for others. Y'all don't have to shout back at me this morning. Instead of focusing on what we can do to help somebody else. It, it, it's in the Bible. It's in the text. If, you, if you're reading at Ephesians chapter 4. This is a time where we have to learn how to have some spiritual unity. Uh, uh, uh. He, he, he wants us to know that there is the problem with the church. And two of the major concerns is that there are not enough people that are tentative. And there are so many people that have a lack of readiness. And if I may insert this, too many people are dipping their nose in other folks' business. Too busy looking at the beam in other people's eyes, not realizing that the more you point your finger, you got four fingers pointing back at you. And, 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 and watch this. What gives you the right to question anybody's gift and talents that God has given them to edify the kingdom of God? Hello. And so here it is. Paul says there, 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 there are not enough tentative people. People are not ready. You know, people, we talked about this in Bible study. We quick to misquote metaphors and say it's scripture. God said, be ye also ready. But every time your number is called, you got an excuse to why you can't step up. I know don't nobody like that, that kind of preaching. But, but here it is. You got to be tentative to the voice. And ready to the call. Watch this. When God has talked to you or spoken to you, you must be willing to get the wax out of your ears. 
and listen to the sound of the kind and gentle voice of the Lord because last I checked, everything the Lord has told me to do was for my good. I mean, is there anybody here that can say when you've actually listened to the voice of the master, he has helped you to make some better decisions, put you in some better positions, and blessed you when you couldn't keep, I'm preaching better than you sounded, when you couldn't keep yourself. Attentiveness to his voice, but you got to be ready when he tells you to step forward. So many people want to use their ailments to the, as an excuse to why they can't move forward in working for the kingdom of God. Listen, God didn't design it for you to be the ruler over everything, but a ruler over the issues in your own life. Because some of us know that if you took the title of leader, you couldn't handle the, three, the four letters in the first part, leading. That means we will struggle with our own issues and then therefore be hard for people to follow you if you can't lead right. The, 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 the secret to good leadership is you must be willing to follow. And some people haven't been placed in leadership because they ain't able to follow. If you can't follow the Ten Commandments of listen to what the Lord said most importantly in the New Commandments to love, then how can you lead somebody else? And tell somebody how to love and you don't know how to love. If you reverse that word love, it may not spell evil with an I, but it say evil. And that's enough to know that if you're not loving somebody, you must have become evil enough to despise them. But the Bible says you must pray and love those that despitefully misuse you. I wish I could get two people to testify and say, Reverend, I've been in the presence of some evil people, but yet I still serve the Lord because serving the Lord will pay off after a while. High five somebody say, I got to serve the Lord. Yeah, we must, we must be tentative, stay tentative, and, and keep readiness. But watch this. The major, uh, the major effect and the heartbeat of the church is there's no character, which means there is no agape love. Now, I could talk about all the other loves, but agape is what we, we want to mimic why? Because in agape means forgive. And the problem is we struggle because we won't forgive people for the things that they've done. Y'all talk back to me this morning. I mean, watch this. When was the last time the Lord forgave you for something that you didn't do? So what gives us the right to look down on your fellow man and say, you can't be forgiven for the things you said about me. You can't be forgiven for the way you act towards me. Because if God forgave me, then you got to learn to forgive somebody else. Because then now God won't forgive you in your next sin. Look at your neighbor and say, I forgive you and don't even know what you've done to me yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm... I'm, I'm. I, I want to look at this text. When, when you think about character, you must understand you got to have a, a level of morals and qualities. And, and, and when we think about uh, being exposed, it's not for a negative portion, but it's for a good portion to grow the body. Nobody likes to hear the truth. Nobody wants to be exposed. 
Why? Because then now, if you expose me for who I am, then I just may not be who I say I am. And we're living in a society today, yes, in Colorado Springs, that there is a group of people that question the Christianity of the so-called saints. Uh, I mean, uh, we got people that watch you when you leave church, when you come to church, while you're at work. Even your children are watching you while you're at home. So if you act save in the house of God, but act like a hellion in your house, you can't be a child of God because God is not the author of confusion. He has one look, and that's holiness and righteousness. So if you're doing wrong, get it right. If you're cussing, stop fussing and pray to the Lord because God sees everything. Paul, Paul in this text, I'm, I'm almost running out of time. I'm, Paul in this text is, is he, he's talking to us. And then and there's some things Paul shows us. Uh, I, I was looking before I can even get to verse 3. And, and he was saying some people are held captive within themselves. So they can't surrender to God. Uh, if you look at verse number 1, he says, I, Paul, prisoner of God. Meaning, watch this, I have surrendered myself to God so that, now watch this, I know I can't leave myself. Because the Bible says, every time I try to do good, evil is, and watch this, even in my wickedness, sometimes my flesh make me want to go right when the Lord said go. I don't know if there's anybody here that ever been challenged with yourself and couldn't talk to yourself to tell yourself to do right. But oh, when the Spirit of God come in, won't God overcome and consume selfishness and tell you which way to go? He says, he says, therefore I'm, I'm a prison of God. And watch this. Some people are not willing to be held captive. Because if I'm held captive as a servant of God, that makes me a wimp. Jesus was held captive of his father, but yet he still reigned supreme. Watch this. He even told us that as we serve him and become a servant of him, he said, greater works shall you do. So watch that lets me know that if I'm a captive of Christ, if I'm willing to be a prisoner of him, then he has some great works for me. How can I plow the field? but yet put my hand on the plow. How can I put a seed in the ground, but yet won't even come to the ground? What are you saying? You can't have church at home and think that you're obeying what God said. I don't like the pastor. I don't like the deacons. I don't like the church mother. They don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. But if you read the Bible, the preacher has enough authority to put you in the right position so that you won't go to hell. I'm not cussing. I'm, I'm, I'm just speaking. I know some of us use that in an indirect way, but hell is real. And watch this. If some of us was held captive, then it wouldn't be so much hell in us. I'm, 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 I'm trying to speak the truth. And as my granny would say, if you don't like it, learn to love it because that's the Bible. The Bible is convicting. And it's convincing and it's concise. 
And so what, what he says is some people are, are held captive within themselves so they can't surrender to the law right there in verse 1. But, but the B clause of that says, but Paul says, I beseech you, I urge you to walk worthy of the vocation where you've been called. Your, your walk, watch this, should become your daily occupation. And it should be suitable just to you. <laughs> when we look at the word vocation, simply, he said, everyone has been summoned to do something that no one else can do it at the capacity in which you can do it. Ah, let me, let, let me go here. Um, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 17, when, when Saul tried to give David, uh, one, he tried to give him um, I would think some uh, contradicting advice, but yet uh, double tongue at the same time. Because notice when he told when he told him, he said, "You're not old enough." Because the the, the uh, Philistine is experienced. You're, you're you're not old enough. But then the contradicted part of that. 1 Samuel 17 is, is then he turned around and tried to give him his clothes. Let me, let me pull this back. Uh, oftentimes, people will try to tell you how to do what God has called you to do. Uh, Memphis, they don't want to work with me this morning, but watch this. If God called you, he will definitely equip you. Stop trying to put on somebody else's suit and dress and shoes and wear the same hairstyle. Because guess what? What God has for you is just for you. Uh, so, 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 so then uh, uh, David, David then thought about this. Because when you look at that text, as we hurry on, and you look at that text, he tried to give David his clothes and he tried to count against David. And you know, how many times have people doubted you in the situation that you're about to walk in? Well, let me talk to the preachers because ain't nobody saying nothing. How many times did people say, you ain't been called? Uh, watch this. Uh, last I checked. The Bible says, and he gave. That didn't mean the deacons, the ushers, the mothers, or the nobody, but he gave. That means God gave the authority to those whom he called. But here was, David was in a position where now it looks like my back is against the wall. Because here it is, my, my predecessor is telling me I'm not old enough to fight a battle. Watch this. But I'm not old enough to fight a battle that I was anointed to fight. Y'all just missed that. The Bible said when they came looking for the anointed one, they came to the house. Everybody that was saved wasn't really saved. It wasn't the one that the Lord wanted to use. But the Bible said there's one. He's tending to the sheep. And he has the anointing. That's the one that God has called. What am I saying? When God has anointed you, stand tall in your battle and let the Lord fight your battle. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, some years ago, I recall coming into the ministry. 
And I don't know if they do it here. Really, I ain't trying to investigate it. But uh, back home, there was this thing that if you didn't come from this church, you definitely couldn't preach or you wasn't called to preach. And if you didn't preach this way, then you're not considered a good preacher. Y'all know anything about that here? And, and, and so uh, the struggle I had was, was that throughout the, the, the challenge and throughout the pre-call of the charge, because you do know we've been pre-called before we've been given the charge, uh, the battle I already had was being me. The other battle was trying not to be me. And the last battle was trying not to go back to what I used to be. So then now, when I've accepted to lay down all the old me's and decided to follow what the Lord has told me what I'm going to be, the new me. So then now, I had to look at things from a different perspective and say, now the Bible says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. So then now all old things are passed away. Behold. So then now I had to look at them and say, guess what? Pray for me if I don't preach the way you want me to preach. Pray for me if I don't say it the way you want me to say it. But I know whose I am and I know who called me to be who I am. Look at somebody and say, know who you are in the kingdom of God. Yeah, you got to know who you are in, in, in the kingdom of God, your, your walk has to, has to be your occupation and be suitable for you. See, too many people are falsifying documents. You're filling out the app one way. But in the brief underlining comments, you're really telling how you really are. But watch this. In order for the church to grow, we have to be truthful and watch this and wise to what we say and how we say it. I say this over and over again. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. If you bobbing and weaving and pointing and tucking, I'm going to bob and weave and point and tuck back. That's the mindset of Satan. Look at somebody say, stop bobbing your head at me. But we as Christians, we must learn how to be compassionate. Your occupation, watch this, the word occupation, the key word, founding word is occupy. You got to expose what occupies your soul. What occupy your soul? Is it the fact that you want to be rich? So you chase every dollar that comes your way? Is it the fact that you want power? So you'll fight against people that are in position. Is it that you want to be seen? So now you want to put a lampshade on everybody else's light. What occupies your soul? Because the Bible says if you abide in me, that means let me have you and you be in me. He said and I in you, that means let me be your soul. And so here it is. Too many people are falsifying documents. But watch this. Uh, Believer's conduct, it affects uh, the effectual action that should be given or even practiced. Because if in, in, in order to be a servant, you must display some action. Your conduct must affect your effectual action that you should be practicing every day. 
Uh, Y'all remember the commercials when we were coming up, uh, the different ones that would teach us about certain things that would either make us bad or make us good. But it was one that always came on. It was about milk. It said, milk does the body good. Now, truth be told, many of us have gotten up in age where we're lactose intolerant. Can't eat a bowl of cream, a cone of cream, as they would say, like you used to. Can't get all the, the extras to the ice cream you want. So now watch this. Even the companies have tried to, to dummy down and water it down by giving us flavor ice. So it won't have the same effect as milk. But then they even got it to where some people can't even tolerate flavor ice milk, watered down uh, uh, milk. So they got this other milk that's good for your little stomach. But watch this. Life can give you an upset stomach. But it'll make your body good. Let, let me put it like this. Some things you have to take in. So when you throw the rest of the mess that didn't come up out, it won't retain inside of your spirit. It won't occupy your soul. Some people have to talk about you to make you feel better about yourself. So then now once you let it out of your system, you'll become better and say, mean things they say don't make me feel bad. I can't miss a friend. I'm preaching better than some of y'all looking at me that I ain't never had. As long as I got Jesus that's enough so you can talk about me. Call me everything but a child of God. But God's word is good and it's good for my soul. So the more you talk, the better I'm going, the higher I'm going because I'm going to grow in the Lord. Look at somebody and say, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to grow. Uh, Y'all. Listen, the character of the church, it has to remain in a mindset of righteousness. The mindset of the saints cannot, um, can I just say it how I feel? I only got two say it, so I'm a whole, um. The mindset of the church cannot be retained or detained based upon your feelings. The movement of the church cannot be based upon your lack of oiling the squeaky wheel. I know y'all going to vote me out now. But the growth of the church cannot be detained based off of what only you want to eat. <laughs> because the Bible is not separated for those that only can handle certain things. The Bible is like a two-edged sword. Either you're going to like it or you're going to learn to love it. Because this is the way you got to go. And the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word. And what the Word was, it, God was the Word. So therefore, God is not going to change up anything in the Bible to fit the way you want it to feel. 
I'm, I'm just going to leave it at those precepts. Because I ain't even going to dig into the rest of the text. But, but what we need to understand is that exposing your character will not only keep you humble, but exposing your character will make you humble. Because some people wonder why, why are the storms of life weighing me down? Why, Lord, do I have to go through what I'm going through? Why, people saying mean and evil things about me? Why must the trials and tribulations come? It all is happening because the Lord has to break you down to build you back up. Some people are wondering why must the trials and tragedies, issues, and sickness come in my life. But the Lord, he's trying to show you that when you're humble, he'll exalt you in due time. Do I have a witness this morning? And some people are wondering why should the shadows come? Why? Should my heart be so heavy? Why should I have to deal with trespassers and people that have come up against me while I'm trying to do the word of God? But the Lord is trying to show you that he said in his word, touch not my anointing and do my prophet no harm. Y'all don't hear me this morning. And I wonder, and I wonder, I wonder, is there anybody here trying to grow in the Lord? Have you laid down yourself and let the Spirit of God resurrect up in you? He said, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. And I got a question I want to ask you. Can I get two witnesses? that can stand up and testify and not test the lie and say, I am a new creature in Jesus. I am a new creature in the Lord. I thank God. I thank God that he lives inside of me. That now what I used to be, I'm no longer what I used to be. Mean things they say. I don't even have to go back and do what they thought I was going to do because the Lord changed me and made me whole again. Grab your neighbor by the hand and tell him, neighbor, hold on. The Lord is about to lift you up. He's about to elevate you. All you got to do is stay in the Lord, stay in his will. And how many know God will? God will make a way for you. Do me one no favor, and I'm going to leave you alone. Slide your arms around your neighbor real quick and tell him, neighbor, be not dismayed. Whatever betide, God will. Ah, God will take care of you. Won't he do it? Say yeah. 
yeah! Exposing character to grow. Be held captive willingly so the Lord can use you. Don't falsify documents. Be who the Lord called you to be. And I promise you, the house will grow. Come on, let's celebrate the Lord.